podcast for Geeks by Geeks, where our hosts talk news headlines, comics, tech, and have in-depth discussions on all things geek. Keep calm and venture into the wasteland. Well, hello, fellow podcast listener, and welcome to Geek Fallout Reloaded, the news and discussion podcast for geeks by geeks. I am your host this week. My name is Chris Lockhart, and joining me, I've got three uh, people that are here. Uh, first up, one of my co-hosts in crime, Ragnar. How's it going, Ragnar? Well, it's going quite well, and hello out there, everyone. And next up is another co-host, Lillian Knelson. How's it going, Lillian? I haven't slept in my own bed in three nights, so I get to tonight, and I am super excited to sleep. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. And last but not least, we have a special guest this week, uh, Mr. Chris Guida. How's it going, Chris? Everything was going great until you started your introduction. And then you seem very confused when you refer to us as people. I was a little bit like, I am a... Uh, so it's like, mm, it stings a little. But <laughs> otherwise, we're, I think we're all good. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, I should mention, Chris is uh, an old school friend of the podcast. He was on many episodes of Geek Fallout back in the day. Um, so we're, we're happy to have you here. Thank you very much. And, uh, well, first up, I just wanted to um, apologize to my fellow podcasters and the listeners, uh, you know, all three of them. Um, so this week, uh, we were supposed to do the Pop Culture Pub podcast, but um, I had to reschedule again uh, because this week... Starting tomorrow, which was going to be our recording night, uh, is the Battle of Alberta. Now, I should... By the way, when you mentioned that, it took me 20 minutes to figure out what the hell you were talking about. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm going to explain for, for the listeners who, and, and any of you guys that may not know. Um, I am a, a, a bit of a hockey fan. I wouldn't say I'm a diehard fan, but I am a fan of uh, my local team, the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I have been my whole life. My dad is what I would call a super fan. My dad is a fan to the Oilers the way I'm, I am a fan to Star Trek. Like, he, you know, I love Star Trek. He loves the Oilers. When the Oilers are doing bad, he's very critical of them. Just like I'm very critical of, of Star Trek when it's bad. And uh, anyway, I, I grew up, uh, you know, loving the Oilers. Um, as I said, not not like a diehard fan like my dad, but, you know, I'm a pretty big fan. And I, I especially enjoy it when they make the playoffs, which, you know, they don't do a whole lot. So anyway, this year they made the playoffs. They beat the LA Kings. Um and to move to the second round. And in the second round, they're playing the Calgary Flames, which is also an Alberta NHL team. We have two NHL teams. We have Calgary and Edmonton, the Calgary Flames, the Edmonton Oilers. And whenever they meet up, it's called the Battle of Alberta. And what makes this playoff uh, series special 
is this is the first time that they've met up in the playoffs since 1991. So we're talking 31 years. I was 11 the last time they played in the playoffs. So anyway, uh, I had to, you know, I didn't want to miss it, uh, you know, especially game one. Uh, so I had to reschedule. So unfortunately, uh, Kevin uh, couldn't be with us this evening because of the reschedule. Uh, and thankfully, Ragnar and Lillian were able to make it. Uh, uh, I wasn't sure if they'd be able to make it. And Chris was gracious enough to come on uh, to, to help uh, fill out the roster here. So my apologies to all my podcasters and my and the listeners. Uh, we are going to be doing a, an episode of the Pop Culture Pub uh, uh, next time we record. So this week, there will just be... Geek Fallout Reloaded. And also, I had to reschedule Trek 1701 again. Um, so they, uh, we will be back in June with Trek 1701. Again, I had to reschedule because of the playoffs. Uh, so And other stuff. It's just been a crazy last couple months, and then the Oilers made the playoffs on top of it. So, so anyway. Oh, sports! Yeah! Yay, sports teams! Um... <laughs> Yeah, I, I do act, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a huge hockey fan. Like, I, I, I really don't watch random games, but I will watch Euler games. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. And, like, if you live in Alberta, it's, like, a big thing right now. Like, Oh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be all over social media. It's going to be nuts. People are going to go insane. The bars are going to make so much money. Oh, yeah. Like, like this is, like, um... You know, if if the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens met in the playoffs, or you know, baseball, this would be like the Yankees and the Mets, you know, playing. This uh, is Batman versus Superman. There we go. Yeah. Yes, I just don't know which one the Oilers are. I would say they're they're Batman because yeah. because the Cal- because they're not Superman. <laughs> I was gonna say because the Calgary Flames is a bigger team, and they're more like dominant and as far as like phys- physical, yeah. um, whereas like uh, Batman has to use his wits and and skills, and that, and that, and that's what Connor McDavid is, right? Like he, you know, he's arguably the best hockey player right now. So anyway, that's what's happening. Um, so moving past our, our sports segment, um, Ragnar, uh, you've been, uh, uh, hitting some shows lately. How's that been going? Oh, it's been fantastic. Awesome. Um, I did the Calgary Expo, the Saskatoon Expo, and the, the Northern Fan Con in Prince George, and this weekend... In like two days, I'm headed mm-hmm. to, back to Calgary for OdaFest, which is Calgary's anime festival. Oh. And then really? I have a month off, and I'm very excited to have a month off because I have sold so much stuff at these shows. Everything in my little warehouse is gone, and <laughs> I, I can't wait to get back to making stuff because it's it's like everything sold, and I got yeah. nothing left. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Beyond the fact that financially the shows were amazing, it just felt so good to be back at shows, 
Mm-hmm. No masks, no restrictions, just like the old times. Talking yep. to everybody, it was wonderful. Yep. Um, yeah, it was just wonderful. And in a lot of cases, it felt like there hadn't been a two-year gap because it was so nice to see all the old people that you see every year. I'm so, so jealous yeah. you got to see Artie and all the, just everybody. Like, so jealous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um my dad bought a T-shirt from her that says, "This year has been absolute hot, hot dog, dog water." Yes, yeah, it's pretty. Fun. I love her stuff so much. Um, and then the the cool one of the cool things that happened in Prince George last weekend is uh, Lori Holden from The Walking mm-hmm. Dead. Yep, who was, if not their biggest celebrity, they're probably their second biggest celebrity. Uh, came to my booth for the second time and purchased a bunch of stuff. Nice. So she she at the Winnipeg Comic Con last year, with all the masks and everything, she came up and bought some jewelry from me, and we only figured out who she was because she had the security guards with her. Yeah. Uh, this time at this show, she didn't need any security guards, and of course she didn't need a mask, so it was, you know, obvious who she was immediately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she's a very nice lady. She's very pleasant. Um, she, yeah, she bought a couple drinking horns and a couple uh, knives. And uh, she said she's going to use them to decorate her house because they have a kind of a woodland outdoor theme. Excellent. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was cool. Yeah, I, I first remember her from the X-Files. And then uh, she was on the last season of The Shield, and she was awesome. Yeah, well, yeah. I, um, I first, I mean, I, I watched The X-Files, but I first recall her from uh, Walking Dead, of course. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, th- if, if I'm, I'm, maybe I'm mixing her up with someone else. I think she's in the new season of The Boys. I think. Yeah, uh, she it's been announced that she's in it, but I, I don't know who she's playing. And, and the trailer that came out either today or yesterday, I didn't yesterday. see, I didn't see anyone that looked like her, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But she's uh, a big enough name that they probably didn't give her a throwaway part. So yeah, perhaps her, her part is very important and they didn't want to give it away in the, the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, so Lillian, what what's new with you? Um, well, I mean, we just got back. Uh, unfortunately, my husband's uncle passed away, so we. Oh. I, it's funny. I just got a new job at a winery, so it's my first time ever working somewhere where you get bereavement pay. Wow. I you know, I got paid to go away. Um, and I took one vacation day, which I've never actually had a vacation day before. Wow. Uh, and so we went down to the coast. The funeral was on Monday, but we went down on Saturday because we had to travel with kids and a dog and a mother in law. And honestly, it was amazing because I got to meet up with nerds in person for the first time. Uh, we went to a giant mall, which was horribly overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and it was just but it was so nice just to be able to be around people. Even at the funeral, it was so nice just to be able to be around people. And yeah. uh, it was really it was awesome. And it's funny, though, because the entire time I'm hanging out with my nerds and my family, 
I was getting constant notes about what was going on at Northern FanCon because all my friends were there and they were updating their feeds and people were messaging me being like, you need to bring so-and-so down from Prince George. You need so-and-so in your event. Like it was literally last, uh, last night I'm falling asleep in bed and my phone buzzes and I forgot to turn off the, the vibrating thingy. So I look at it and my girlfriend's like, we're just leaving Northern FanCon, but, but you, I've, I've screenshotted some different cards. You need to have these guys. And I'm like, that's awesome. She's like, can we get together to talk? I'm like, yes, because they're planning some stuff for our event. And then I'm like, but I literally am about to drop this phone on my face. So I'm so sorry. I need to sleep. And it, but it was just that excitement that it whole, Oh my goodness. We're, it, was just, it was so lovely. Um, but otherwise, uh, you know, we just got home today and I was like, I'm, I'm, my daughter normally on Tuesday, she has vocal lessons. And so mm-hmm. we're busy until nine. Or we get home at eight-ish and then we're dead and we're busy. And that's so I'm super excited to be here because my daughter, after spending five hours in a car, was like, Mom, I'm done. Yeah. No more car. And I'm like, I am not too fussed about that because you don't want to know how much. Regular, I don't even know for you. Like, for us, the trip to the coast costs us $350 in gas. Uh, for, so me, like, yeah. for me to get to Prince George and back in my 2005 Dodge Grand Caravan that was – Fully loaded. <laughs> um, it costs five hundred and thirteen dollars. Yep. So like, yeah. and we, I was traveling with my father. We did everything we could to buy all of our gas in Alberta mm-hmm. because it was a dollar sixty per liter in Alberta versus two dollars per liter in Prince George. And we did end up like we had to fill up yesterday, and it was two dollars. It was two thirty three. Oof. I was like, that is disgusting. And then thankfully on our, it was bad. And on, but we, it was 195 at one gas station we pulled into here. And I'm like, 195. Okay. But even then I'm like, do you guys remember when it was under a dollar and there was that outrage when it went over a dollar? Yep. Like, yeah. This was 50 cents a liter. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, the first gas station, like, cause like when I was in high school, I worked at a gas station. I, it was 56 cents a liter when I worked there. Um, and I remember, yeah, when it went above a dollar, cause like people, like they had to change their signs because it only had like two, like, yeah, two yeah. Spots. Oh, I remember right. that. Yeah. And now, yeah, that's crazy. Um, uh, Chris, uh, what's new with you? Oh boy. Um, well, it, hmm. I have no idea how to answer that. Uh, <laughs> now, since we've really discussed this last, which has been quite some time, um, a lot has changed, but it's all been in like family situation, things like that. So really boring stuff. Uh, we've had weird health issues, things like that. Uh, for example, my son last year uh, went permanently blind. Oh, my God. So there's been some weird adaptations with that and things along that line. And weird struggles with uh, kids and online schooling, which I'm sure many, many people have gone through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as on more of a fun, geeky note, not much has been going on. I've been kind of uh, stuck inside for, well, years. Until finally, about a week and a half ago—excuse me, a week and a half ago—I got to go to Free Comic Book Day finally, mm. which is basically my version of Christmas. Yep. 
I don't really uh, pick up any of the free comics because they don't have a whole lot of interest for me. But I do normally go out with friends and hit multiple stores, Mm -hmm. and it's normally the best day of the year for sales now. So I was happy to get out. Uh, We did three or four uh, big stores uh, in a different city, Uh, most of which were also very happy to uh, get going again. Uh, They actually ramped up their orders on free books compared to any of the years previous and have stock to give away for throughout the year. They ordered so heavily. Oh, that's good. Um, The only downside is one of the longstanding stores, I won't name it, but uh, the owner has gone a little bit bitter. Mm. Um, I was in his store for about 10 minutes, and they always used to participate in the past, and he was getting to the point where... In the 10 minutes I was in the store, there was nothing positive to say about anything. The owner admits to not reading, not watching any sort of fiction anymore, just the Toronto Maple Leafs, because that's the only reality he can stand. Um, Poor guy. Yeah, that just scared me. (laughs) And to top it off, when I uh, did buy a few things from him at the very end, right before leaving, he thanked me for buying his... uh, stuff from him so he didn't have to throw it out and it was good that customers like me would buy trash oh wow so yeah my my desire to go back is a very very small yeah uh but but overall wonderful uh weekend for it uh it was nice and sunny here i'm not sure about whether other places but uh it was great to get out and you know just be among people that were happy to be around comics and uh, there were signings everywhere and, you know, people seemed to be happy to be out and just enjoying it again, which is great. Yep. Yeah. uh, Sorry to hear about the, all the health stuff and everything. That's, that, that sucks. And as far as that comic book store guy, it kind of, he kind of sounds like my old comic book store guy. Cause yeah, the last year that he was in business, he, yeah, he didn't do comic book day. And he, and people were showing up at a store, at, you know, dressed up, but, you know, in cosplay and all that stuff. And he just wasn't having it. Like, he was, like, so bitter. Exactly. And then, and oh, then yeah, he was out of business shortly there. That reminds me of my favorite line from him. He was tired of having 50 people in a store wandering around all day. He, he preferred having a store empty with uh, just the regulars. Was that, what? Wait. So you don't like sales what why do you have a store at this point yeah so which is weird because he wasn't like that in the past so yeah i think it's fine you know honestly i'm sure that some people have just gotten so tired with everything you know yeah yeah with the whole yeah and then you know like getting back to the gas thing you know the irony is during the pandemic it was so cheap but we couldn't go anywhere and now it's so expensive and we can't go anywhere now, even though, (laughs) even though we could, if we had the money. I've seen so many conspiracy theories about it though, that I'm like, you know, it's a sad part where some of them start to make sense. Yeah, I know. I know. Exactly. I blame Alberta. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, yeah, I blame Jason Kenney too. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, Oh, and yeah, for the listeners, if you couldn't tell, we're all Canadian this evening. Um, Ke- Kevin's usually our uh, 
our uh, our con- token our American. Token American. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, he's not here this evening. But anyway, let's get on to talking about some geek news. Um, again, uh, 2022, I'm going to start on some sad news, uh, and that is that uh, comic book artist George Perez has passed away. Um, we did talk about him back in December, like when he first announced that, you know, he had gotten this diagnosis and, um, you know, was going to basically make, you know, make the most of his time. Um, and then, you know, Marvel and DC came together and re-released JLA versus, or JLA Avengers, um, in limited print, I guess, because that was the most they could get out while George was still here. Um, I still think they should print more. And I still think that they should do a digital, like have a digital version because that money is supposed to go towards, uh, um, I can't remember the name of the cause, but it's for comic book creators that have hit hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps them out with, you know, medical stuff or, you know, whatever they need. Um, and I just think it's a no brainer. Like, I mean, you know, if you sell, you know, JLA Avengers and, you know, do it digitally, you know, like that'd be, it'd make so much money like Marvel and DC, you know, and I would all go to charity and it would look good for both companies. Um, so hopefully they, they do that, but yeah, uh, unfortunately George Perez, uh, since our last recording, uh, has passed away. Um, uh, George Perez is one that I actually did know his artwork before he mm-hmm. passed. Cause the other, I, ha- I had to go look him up and I'm like, damn. Okay. So I know what he was, but this one, I actually knew who he was ahead of time. And I'm like, wait, what? I missed the memo that wait. Yep. It's just iconic. This guy's iconic. Oh, he, yeah, he's absolutely iconic. And, um, you know, some of my favorite comic books, like my favorite Hulk story, Future Imperfect, was was drawn by him. Um, and honestly, my favorite Avengers run was the, you know, 98 relaunch with uh, Kurt Busiek and George Perez. Um, the Heroes Return uh, run. I really, really liked that. Uh, Chris, uh, what what are your thoughts on uh, the passing of George Perez? Uh, definitely unfortunate. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, that just uh, reminded me. That was another odd casualty of uh, all the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, right before everything started, I actually started getting a tattoo on my back oh. of random characters. Yeah. Now, it's really pathetic at the moment because I have one tiny character in the middle of my back. <laughs> but it was essentially going to be a yeah. much larger piece that was kind of George Perez inspired. Nice. Because he's known for having comic covers mm-hmm. with hundreds of characters on them. Yep. And I was going to have something similar with all of my favorite characters where every once in a while I could just, you know, get, drop into a shop, pick one or two characters at random and have them added to uh, a much larger picture overall. Yep. So I started with that and then everything got shut down. So now I have this really embarrassing tattoo in the middle of my back. Hey man. But one day I'll one day I might get back to it. 
Yeah, it was, was, hey, was, to- was totally George Perez inspired. Excellent. I, I was gonna say, don't don't be embarrassed by that. Like, at least you got a tattoo. I, I'm I'm too much of a wuss to get one. Uh, you don't have you don't have any tattoos. Nope. Nope. Wow. See, and I'm surprised because even I have a Star Trek one. See, I, like the one I year have, I have Star Trek and Star Wars. I'm bispatial. Dude, I was thinking of doing a bispatial so I had a Star Trek leg and a Star Wars leg, and they were going to fight. Yeah, See, I, I know that's going to be the end piece. At the very end, I'm going to have the unfinished Death Star on the shoulder and <gasps> behind everybody, but I have to have the other characters done first so we can fill in the background. Cool. Yeah. Cool, well, but, so I'm always away from that, but... Yeah, with the with the tattoo thing, like I, I was like I was for years scared of needles. Now now needles don't bother me. Like I'm you know because uh, of where I work, I have to get like blood tests every year, and plus I get my annual physical now that I'm getting to be an old man. Um, <laughs> so like needles don't bother me. It's just I I don't know. I guess Not now that you know what else comes with that physical, yeah. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't actually have to do that anywhere. It it, it can be tested in the in the blood. They don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they will upon request. It's a fun option. Um, but uh, I always think like, what the only problem with a tattoo is like, what if I got to go on the on the run? Like, what if so, what if something happens and you know that's a means of identifying? Are you me. planning on having? No, I'm just saying. I'm just you have saying. No identical marking. <laughs> Just saying, you never, you know. Then you just black it all out. Exactly. Just uh, one of my. Then we're not going to tell that. Nope, we're not going there. Yeah. <laughs> I can just see like a you know mugshot of me on the news and you know identified by his Astro Boy tattoo on his arm. <laughs> I have always wanted one of those. Uh, whether it was even just like a, sh- a shadow outline of Astro Boy, just a blacked out one of him flying or something, you know? Yep. Nice. Oh. I, it's going on a quick tangent. Um, I got to watch that new Astro Boy show. Like I say new, but it like came out in like the 2000s. Uh, I bought it on DVD. It looks you amazing. No, no, it's a TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah no, the TV show, because I'm like, the movie's not anything to talk good about, but the, 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 the TV show. Well, yeah, like, I mean, I watched the original 60s one. This is like a, a like favorite. one they, they did in the 2000s. It looks just like the 60s one. I actually thought it was yeah. the 60s one. It was really good. Um, I mean, the original one, I'll never forget, I had nightmares about bees, because there was a bees episode that just... Yeah. But. Yeah. Did Astro Boy, the cartoon, that, that really came out in the 60s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, it was yeah one of the first animes to to come. It was to one yeah. of the first animes that ever came over. Um, nineteen. It was original one was nineteen fifty two to nineteen sixty eight. Um, and I remember watching it when I was a kid, and I I remember the art style, but I didn't until years later learned that it and a whole bunch of Christian cartoons I watched as a kid were all actually Japanese animation, like the style. Um, and it had such a it was it was one of the first widely approved of. New types of of aside from the old school art that came over. Yep. Huh. Excellent. Um. The more you know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. All right. Well, moving past uh, the awesomeness, news, of Astro Boy. 
Uh, yeah, and, and that and too. And the sad news, that, yeah. Um, today, at the time of this recording, uh, the She-Hulk trailer dropped. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, I'm kind of excited. You know, like, uh, I, I don't know, there was that one shot I, I thought maybe the CGI wasn't really on par, but I mean, it's that not might not... finished yet. Yeah, that's the thing, it might not be finished yet. Uh, other than that, I... I thought it was. I thought it looked pretty great, um, and it's good to see the Hulk also being a part of this. Like I well, knew he. I gotta say, in my head, and of course I haven't read nearly as many comics as you guys, but in mm-hmm. my head, Bruce Banner doesn't like the Hulk, and yes, he's made his peace, and that's why we have Smart Hulk. But wouldn't he like? really 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 not want somebody else to go down the same path well if it if it follows the same storyline as the comic books like uh his cousin get gets uh like she's like almost dying um so he gives he does a blood transfusion knowing that the hulk you know because he's got the healing factor might save her life Oh, oh i see and then she yeah, and it's shield. always one of those moments where it's, do I turn them into a vampire to save their life? Like, werewolf to save their life? Hulk to save their life? You know. I see. Okay. All right. Yeah, that, I'd accept that. And, and I love Tatiana Muslany. She's one of my favorite actresses. Great Canadian actress. Um, from uh, uh, Ragnar's home state of Saskatchewan, I might add. Yay, um, go Flatland! Yeah, in Ontario we call them provinces. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she's amazing. Like I don't like I don't know if you guys have ever watched Orphan Black. Uh, that's one show I, I got to go back and rewatch because I I only made it through the finish first. It. Yeah, I got to finish it. I made it to the end of season two and then I don't know I got busy or something. And then season three was like halfway. It, it remains strong throughout. Yeah. And, and and the thing with her, you know, it, it sometimes you forget, like, there's scenes where it's just her playing, like, multiple different characters together in one scene, and you forget that that's one person. Which because, is a sign of someone truly amazing. It is, because, like, each, because she plays, you know, clones of, of herself, uh, and each one is unique, you know, like, they have their own little tics, their own little the way they walk and talk and, and, you know, and it's so unique um, and different from each other that, yeah, like you can watch it. Like there was literally one scene where there, where there was like four of her and you totally forget that you're only watching one person. Wow. Like you, you, you really think that there's four actors working together in that scene. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to her as the She-Hulk, and and I will say like with the with the CGI, I like the fact that she actually kind of looks like Tatiana Mussolini as the She-Hulk. Well, uh, She-Hulk always looked more feminine than the man, like yeah. Hulk did. Yeah, strong um, but not as muscly. Yeah, like yeah, she, she looks quite small when next to Smart Hulk. Yeah, and. Like that's some like that was like kind of a new development that they did in the last few years where she was like a savage She Hulk for a while, and she was bigger, and, you know, and more brutish. Uh, that I didn't really like. I, I like I like I like smart, sexy Hulk, She Hulk, Hulk. Okay. Um, 
I also like Professor Hulk uh, as well. Um, and it's funny, okay. a lot of people don't like him, but I, you know, when he showed up on Endgame, I was like giddy because that, that, you See, know, but he gives me Beast vibes. Like, and I, I remember loving Beast in the comic books because he was a smart ass giant thing. Yeah. Like, it was the first time I'd seen anything like that where, yes, I'm a big blue beast and I am very, I, I can also, you know, I'm really brainy and shush, go away. Yep. Like. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that like, that was my favorite run on Peter David's run of the Hulk when, you know, when he, you know, was smart Hulk. Um, but anyway, uh, Chris, what, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I saw the uh, trailer a little bit earlier. Um, yeah, it looks good. I'm actually looking forward to the change. Uh, I've been watching all of the Marvel shows. Yep. But this is really the first character I think I'm kind of excited about. Yep. Uh, all the other ones, I understand why they're doing them, but they're not really uh, favorite characters of mine. Uh, She-Hulk I grew up with. I read mm-hmm. her first series like back in like eighty one. I remember her runs through the Fantastic Four and through yep. the Avengers. And so she's sort of been with me, you know, almost the entire time I could read. Where a lot of the other characters that they've been doing, I just don't have that sort of attachment with. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to this. So. Me too. And and I I, I kind of hope that you know she makes an appearance in the Fantastic Four movie in some capacity. Um, cause yeah, to be honest with you, that's my favorite Fantastic Four team because, um, when, when she was on it, cause she took the place of the thing, uh, after Secret Wars, like that was the first time I ever read the Fantastic Four. So I didn't even know about the thing until, you know, until I, he showed up again and I was like, but I like She-Hulk, you know, like she should stay with the Fantastic Four. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. The um, only thing I, I would have to say, though, is I do like her better when she's with the team or when she's taken taken a little bit more seriously, mm-hmm. as opposed to her later solo books, when she's used as a pure comedy character. Yeah. Where that's a little bit too lighthearted for me. Yeah. I well, hope it doesn't go in that direction. Well, the thing with, with, with uh, like, yeah, I see what you're saying, but she's always kind of been a little bit like that. Not, like, definitely more so uh, with the, you know, Dan Slott, you know, Peter David series. Um, but, I like, back in the John Byrne series, like, a lot of times she broke the fourth wall. Like, she when she was, you know, especially on the covers, like, when she was talking to the reader. Um, so she kind of did that before Deadpool did. Well, obviously did that for Deadpool because Deadpool was like 15 years later when, or no, not that long, maybe five, 10 years later. Um, so yeah, she's, she's a great character. Um, speaking of the Marvel series, I don't know, like what, what do you guys thought? I don't know if you guys seen the trailer for Ms. Marvel. It came out a while ago. I'm, I'm, I don't, I, I don't think I saw that trailer. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 after the, after the podcast, go, go and watch it and see what you think. Cause I honestly don't think I'm going to watch that show. Like I, it's definitely not for me. Like if, I think if I was a teenage girl, I would probably mm. like it. Um, but it like, I don't know. Like that's the first 
Disney Plus Marvel series where I w- where I took a step back and was like, I don't know if I'm going to actually watch that one. Hmm. You know, I you know I think I might just you know keep my ear out. Like if some you know if if there's a reason to watch it, like if you know the Kingpin shows up or you know maybe Matt Murdock or whatever. Like if there's a you know like some sort of cameo or you know some important storyline maybe i might tune in but i mean to be honest with you like the ms marvel character like i got nothing against her but i've never actually read any of her comics so maybe that's one of the reasons why i'm really not eh, you know well and we're probably going to watch it because every time there's a new marvel series we get together with a friend of ours have a beer and we'll watch it with the kids right oh okay yeah kids don't have a beer uh but But it's something we'll definitely, like, if you're not going to watch it, we'll definitely keep you apprised of it because it is something that will be added to our weekly rotation. Um, I have no opinion on it because I don't know anything about the character or anything about the the canon that's coming into this. So this is entirely new for me, just like Moon Knight was. I mean, I knew of Moon Knight, but I'd only read a little bit, Um, like a couple comics I have under my belt. And so for this one, I'm completely, I'm a pleb. Yeah, well, and the the thing, too, is, like, apparently it's kind of like how WandaVision, you know, went into, uh, you know, Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness. Um, this series, I think, is going to go into the Marvels, which is, like, the next Captain Marvel movie. So it, yes. it might be required viewing in that way. Now, I have read most of the Miss Marvel stuff, and a lot of criticisms against the character are that, once again, uh, she gets lumped in with a lot of the younger replacement characters, mm-hmm. uh, like your Ironheart, who's also getting a series, or the new Nova, or Miles Morales, or any of the younger replacements. Yeah. And the criticism against her is that it's woken for no reason. <clears throat> However, uh, having actually read the books, she is very, very well-written, normally. Mm-hmm. And is a good character on her own. See, yeah. just from hearing that, I am totally excited to watch it because then we get to experience it together. Like, I would easily pick a Miss Marvel series over a Captain Marvel series if I had a choice myself. Hmm. Because the character is that well-rounded and does things a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, actually, the tying her in with the Marvels is a little bit weird because she doesn't quite have that tie mm-hmm. uh, in the books. Yeah. But... It, it can be added in easily enough. So yeah, yeah. Other than yeah, like Carol Danvers was Ms. Marvel prior to her, before she you know got the promotion right. to Captain. O- other than the name, there's really yeah. nothing connecting. Yeah, because her she's actually closer to Inhumans than anything else. Because she yeah she is an Inhuman right? Like that's the yes. Okay, and she, her powers are kind of like Reed Richards, right? Like she can stretch. Uh, yeah, stretching him with a little bit of healing, and yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, when I when I saw the Marvel exhibit a couple years ago, um, they had a statue of her there, and yeah, she had like the you know the big fist stretched out, so you know, kind of looks cool. And I mean, you know, this is going to be kind of like uh, you know the test for uh, Mister Fantastic, right? Because that's the th- the thing with this whole stretching powers is it can be awesome or it can look really lame. So I'm kind of interested to see how it turns out because I want it to be awesome, especially for Mr. Fantastic coming out. 
coming up in the Fantastic Four. But, uh, all right. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Oh, uh, Avatar 2. Have you guys seen the trailer yet? I saw the trailer when I, I saw was it. Not, I was so not impressed. No, it looks terrible, but I saw the trailer. <laughs> I saw it too. I just, I was like, you know what? We've been waiting for so long. And when the first one came out, it gave us like a bit of a storyline. Like, what are we looking at? And I'm watching this going, yay, graphics, yay, water. What is, what are we doing? Mm. I, uh, I thought given that it's been over a decade, the special effects don't appear to have advanced at all. Yeah. The, well, the CGI, it. I'm like, oh, I thought it would look better given how long it took them to make this thing. Oh, well, see, that's the problem. You're comparing it to Avatar. You need to compare it to the Abyss. Because <laughs> I think that's how he's measuring his uh, progress. <laughs> the Abyss? Like the movie where they're stuck in an underwater space station? Yep. <laughs> I love that movie so much! <laughs> Don't even talk. No, this is that movie is way better. So I'm Same sure director. I will go see the new Avatar, but I gotta say I'm I'm not not currently feeling very excited for it. Well, we spent 170 dollars for our family to go see Doctor Strange. I will not be sending 170 dollars for us to go see Avatar in the big theater. Do- Doctor Strange, in my opinion, was worth about seven dollars. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the the thing with Avatar too, like uh, like. I got to, like, uh, on our last episode, uh, I think it was Lillian brought it up that it was rumored to be, you know, playing before Doctor Strange. And, and we, you know, we made the comment, you know, like, in Canada, it might not actually happen, but it did. It did. Um, so that was kind of cool, because normally Canadian geek, oh, geeks get the shaft. It, it's kind of like the Super Bowl ads. Like, we don't get to actually see the really good ones. Uh, because we have to watch the CTV coverage of the Super Bowl, so we get the CTV approved ads, you know. Right. Um, so I did. I wasn't sure if we'd get the Avatar two trailer. Uh, we did, but eh, you know, like to be honest with you, I'm not the biggest Avatar fan, um, and I never have been. Not to who not, is. Yeah, not not to say that it was bad. Like I, I did, I don't, I don't want to hate on the movie. Like it visually, it was amazing. Um, but it was one of those movies. Like I never, like I, like I didn't watch the three D one. Like when it was in theaters, um, I hate three D for one thing. Um, yeah. Even though I'm told this was very cool to see in three D, uh, I I don't care about. No, 3D. I refuse. I refuse to do the three D movies. They they give me a headache. Yeah, typically they do for me too. Um, but yeah, like if I have a tr- like, I always go two D. Like I, I yep. don't, I always. don't care. Uh, I think the last three D movie I watched was Amazing Spider Man. So, and and that was the only reason why I did it was because that was the only one I could get a ticket for. So, um, so like I, I don't care about that part. Uh, and like I said, the movie was okay. Um, you know, I bought the Blu Ray. It was a good purchase because, like, my wife really loves it, and the kids loved it. Like, you know, obviously they're a lot younger back then, and they watched the hell out of that movie. But I think I've only ever watched it once. You know, I've seen bits and pieces here and there, and, you know, like an Avatar. Like, when they were announcing, you know, like, years ago, because I think the first sequel was supposed, Avatar 2 was supposed to be 2014, I think, originally. 
Yeah, and then James Cameron decided it should be a trilogy, and then he started saying it should be five movies, yeah. and then he started saying it's going to take this much longer, and then we finally, finally, 13 years after the first one came out, we see it, or what? Or was it more than that? Uh, well, 2009, so we're going yeah, 13 on, years. yeah, yep, 13 years. We finally see a trailer, and we all go, it's mermaids! Yeah. Meh. Looks pretty, but meh. Yeah, and I don't know. Like I know, like uh, I know some people are saying, well, it's James Cam. You know, like he's way. You know, it's gonna be good. And I mean, I'm not knocking James Cameron. Like um, Terminator Two is one of my favorite movies of all time. He's, he's a great filmmaker, but this this might be the films where he finally lets us down. Yeah, like like even Titanic. Like it, you know, I I like Titanic. I think it's oh, nice. Titanic's a great movie. Yeah, I don't. Um, it's not one you watch often, it, though. But like, it's a great movie. Although TikTok's revised, um, it's been fascinating where people have been doing, you know, this character you saw in Titanic and their real story, like how much work they actually put into mm-hmm. making sure that there were so many things that actually happened. And in the movie, you don't recognize like one drunk guy running around throwing chairs off the ship. And in real life, I think that was the cook who went through every single piece of wood he could find that was not hooked onto the deck off the ship and drank till he was completely snot faced. And when they all went down in the movie, when they went down on the ship and he was clinging to the back of the bow with them, yeah. he actually did. He was, he went down on the back of the ship and survived in the cold water. Cause he was so damn drunk. It helped his blood supply or his blood flow. So like nobody, it's a tiny thing that happened in the movie that you're like, Damn! Somebody put some thought into this. Yeah. Well, James, Cam- like James Cameron, is obsessed with the Titanic. So, yeah, that was a passion project for him. Yeah. Too bad they had Leonardo DiCaprio in it. I actually like Leo. I, I don't mind. I like Leo. him now that he's older. And and Kate Winslet, I I love Kate Winslet. Oh, she's amazing. Um, and it's funny, like uh, my nephew Damien, uh, he's a huge Titanic nut. Like, and he's only 11, no, he's going to be 11 this year, so he's 10, and uh, yeah, he loves Titanic, like, uh, you know, so I, I pick up any books or magazines I find, and and yeah, he's just, uh, I don't know, he's just fascinated, mm. the, the young James Cameron, I think, um, Titanic and video games, and NASCAR, he loves NASCAR. Um, Is that the one but, where they just go around in a circle? Pretty much, yeah. That that that's how I see it. But I I guess <laughs> I guess if you're a fan, you don't see it like that. I mean, people would, might say that about hockey. You know, oh, they just chase that little black dot on the screen. Um, but, but there's fighting. Yeah, there, there is that. Well, the thing with NASCAR is there's crashes. Um, yeah, the crashes and, can be pretty exciting. And yeah, as much as people say, oh, I don't want to see them crash. People do, but we don't want to see them get hurt. We want to see them crash. We just don't want the driver to be hurt. Yeah, there we go. We want to see the car get destroyed and blown up. We just want the driver to not get hurt at all. Yeah, I I just I just like the bloopers. Like you know when they go into the pit and then the one guy forgets to put a tire on and they try and drive off without a tire. (laughs) I like that. That's fantastic. But yeah, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, uh, he's very knowledgeable NASCAR, Titanic. And, and gaming. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, Chris, uh, what, what are your thoughts on Avatar 2? 
I will probably end up seeing it, but I'm not sure why. Mm. (laughs) I mean, I have nothing against the first one. I've seen it a couple of times, but it's not a great storyline. It's it's not bad. It's just general run-of-the-mill. Yeah, I was thinking Fern Gully, but yeah, close enough. (gasps) Basically, yeah. Yeah. It's a... I, I just I mean I'll watch it but that's because I've been watching everything. I just yeah, like I'll probably go to my local um you know, because my wife will wants to go see it, so I'll probably go with her. And I want to support my local. Um but one thing that always bugged me about Avatar was the whole unobtainium. Like yeah. I mean, come Best on. Ever. Yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know, like, people sometimes criticize Dune for, you know, you, you know, calling it Spice, but I mean, it's actually called Spice Melange, but um, I think Spice is kind of badass, whereas Unobtainium is, like, the lamest name. Disagree. If I got to name a mineral, it would definitely be something along those lines. Like, just, just to like, annoy oh, just everybody. Just like the Scooby Doo movie, Randominium. What? Yeah, yeah that 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 would have been better, I think, than Unobtainium. Um, did you uh, did you hear that they announced Christopher Walken is going to be playing the Emperor in the next Dune movie? Really? Yes. Yeah, that huh. I just saw that this morning. I don't know how I how I feel about that. I would. I was hoping. You're gonna talk like Christopher Walken. Yeah. Well, I got a fever. <laughs> yeah. He's I gotta got, dance. I got, I got fever for some spice. Um. <laughs> the emperor actually isn't in the the book a lot. Like he's only got. No, a, it'll be a very small part, but probably a very important part. Yeah. Like I was kind of hoping they would have Charles Dance, who played Tywin Lannister, but yeah. he, he is getting pretty old. But I think Christopher Walken is not younger than Charles Dance. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. And and I get and I think the Emperor is like two hundred years old. So I guess you could Yeah. You know. If I if I remember correctly. Um But I, I was excited about um uh Florence Pugh playing uh Princess Erlon. Oh yeah. Because uh, I just I love her. Like you know, as, as as crappy as that Black Widow movie was, um, it was pretty crappy. Like, like the acting was pretty solid. Like, I I love ScarJo, I love uh, what's his name from Stranger Things playing. Uh, yeah, he was pretty great. Yeah, I thought they were all good. It's just the story was yeah, terrible, it was stupid. It's like when when they sh- when they first showed the Flying Fortress, I'm like, holy shit, really? Like we're doing that. Um, but Florence Pugh, she was like the the highlight of that movie, and I loved when she showed up in Hawkeye. She was pretty great in Hawkeye. Those those two actresses had really good chemistry. Together. Oh yeah, yes. I, I I would love to see, like like if uh, what's his name Jeremy Renner's not in uh, season two, uh, I would be okay with if it, if it was Florence Pugh and. Uh, uh, oh, Haley. I'm sure she's going to show up again. Yeah, and uh, what's the other act? Haley... Haley Steinfeld. Steinfeld, yes. Oh, I love her so much. Yeah, she's awesome. And incredibly attractive. Like, I didn't really know a lot about her, and then, like, you, you 
go on Pinterest and type her name in, and wow, like I just, she, she's I love her face. She does a lot of modeling. Like it's like whoa, like she's stunning. She does a lot of things. She I think does, it's she is. I don't know. It's just her face. I love her face. Yeah, I mean Florence Pugh's stunning too when she's all dolled up too. But I guess in 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 the show because you know like they're you know you know down and dirty and and bloody and stuff like that. Um. You know, you don't really see that side of them, but, but anyway, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to Florence Pugh as, as, uh, Princess Erlon. Yeah, that's going to be good. And Christopher Walken, that's, that's interesting. Uh, might be okay. I, I trust, I trust, uh, uh, Denis Villeneuve, the director. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, because yeah. in my opinion, he did an amazing job and I, I really hope they do a director's cut because apparently there's a lot of a lot of scenes that they cut out of oh, the movie. You know it, buddy. You know there's going to be a director's cut. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm It'll come so out, hopeful. You know, six months to a year before the next sequel comes out. Yeah. Which is not going to be for a while. <laughs> yeah, I think they start... I think they've started filming it, the second one. Could be. And I think... It, still, I, it's not going to come out for a couple of years yet. I want to say December 2023. So, like, a year, oh, yeah, year and a half. That seems so soon. Uh, but then I guess the first one was technically shot much, yeah. you know, many years ago. Yeah, they got a... It, it may have been released last year, but it was ready to go a year or two before that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah 2023 is plausible. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, all right, what else do I got? Uh, so... Uh, She-Hulk trailer. Um, oh, I do have, we will be talking about Doctor Strange at the end of this podcast. Um, but, uh, something that came out of that was, uh, uh, let's see here. Doctor Strange 2 scores biggest box office opening of 2022 so far. It's not hard to do considering what's been released yeah, in 2022. Yeah. Um... Jurassic World and Avatar will definitely knock it down. Yeah. Um, Doctor Strange, uh, in its opening weekend, was up, made $185 million, hmm. Which is... I'd like to make $185 million. Which is crazy. Um, also, um, the other bit of news I had here, uh, I don't know if you guys have watched... Uh, the new Star Trek series, Star Trek Strange. Heck Wars. no. And I'm so glad I didn't because I heard nothing good about Picard. Oh, but... Not that Picard, the other one with the pretty boy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Anson no, Mount. I, um, I'm, so, I'm so turned off by all the new Trek, I'm not even going to try it. Not even one episode. Uh, well, I'm, I'll talk about more about it in Brain Candy, but I actually watched the first episode. Yeah. And it actually is probably the best new Star Trek. That That's because it's got an awesome boy in it. It's a high bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anson Mount is really good. The bar, the bar is so high, you might hit it with your ankle. Yeah. Um. But it, like, <laughs> anyway, I'll talk. About I'll, I'll talk more about it at, in Brain Candy. But I just wanted to say, um, I I read an article, and this was from May 9th. Uh, there is a chief engineer that's introduced in the show. Uh, chief engineer Hammer. And he is played by a Calgarian actor uh, named Bruce Horak. 
Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. He's a Calgary yeah. actor, and he's actually uh, legally blind. Um, born in Calgary, Horak lost most of his eyesight as an infant due to a rare cancer. Despite having just 9% vision, he became an accomplished painter, musician, and veteran actor well-known in Calgary's theater community. <coughs> uh, producers casting the role of Hammer were specific in calling for an actor who is visually impaired. <coughs> Horak is, an, is also an unabashed Trekkie, grew up watching reruns of the original series with his family. He uh, he plays in the, um, the White Andorians. Um, oh, what are... The Anars. Um, yeah. He plays an Anar hmm. in the show. Um, <clears throat> Anar subspecies uh, have only appeared in a few episodes of Star Trek Enterprise back in the early 2000s. Uh, part, so part of Horak's research into the role consisted of finding out all he could about Anar, the Anars, from Memory Alpha, a portal to all things Trek. It describes them as icy white beings who are meant to look like albino versions of the Andorians. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, and I think he shows up in episode two. I haven't got that far yet, uh, but I'm, I honestly, I'm going to continue with it. Um, it's actually not bad. And I love Anson Mount. Uh, there is some nitpicking stuff. I'll talk about it in Brain Candy, but. Anyway, I just I thought that was a cool article. Uh, you know, local actor is on Star Trek. And uh, the last news article I have, uh, and this is from RadioTimes.com, and I'm I'm hope uh, uh, Nakuti Gatwa. I think I'm saying his name right. The um, doctor. Yes. Oh doctor. yeah, man! They should have cast that dude from the IT crowd. I can't oh. think of his name right now. That I know who been, you mean exactly, though. That would have been such a better choice. Um, Dr. Foo Fan... Some, some guy I've never heard of before. Dr. Foo fans. Uh, Dr. Who fans were sent into a frenzy after Gatwa's casting news, with some speculating that Bridgerton's Nicole uh, Coughlin could play his companion, while others are wondering what other big surprises Davies has up. Uh, that's Russell T. Davies. Uh, for the 2023 episodes. Uh, and it is confirmed because there's been on site pictures that came out, I think, as of yesterday, that David Tennant, David is, Tennant is back. He is so back. Can, um, uh, Catherine Tate. Donna. Donna's yeah. Donna's yeah, Donna. Yeah, the Dr. Donna's back. Uh, Catherine Tate, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. Uh, you know, you know, I, I, my favorite, like, honestly, my favorite doctor is Matt Smith. I love Matt Smith. Oh, I'm a, I'm a tenant man. Tenant but, all the way. But tenant is a very close second. Very close. It's it's like a Picard and Cisco thing. Like you just prefer your fish fingers and custard. It's a Picard and Cisco thing, and David Tennant is definitely Cisco. Yeah, and I I, I definitely like my Amy Pond. I she's my favorite companion. She oh, got yeah. married. She did. Yeah, actually, the Apparently, last weekend. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Lucky bastard. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, I got to meet uh, Matt and and Karen Gillan in Calgary cool. to, in 2014. Yeah, 2014. It was when right. she she just finished filming Guardians of the Galaxy because uh, she actually shaved her head for the yeah. first movie. I don't think she shaves her head anymore. I, I think no, I they, think they give her a, a cap now. Yeah. So anyway, for 
the first movie, she shaved her head. So, yeah, like, when I met her, her hair was just growing back. Um, so very, very short-haired. Um, but, yeah, I'm after, I don't know, I've, I just was not, uh, you know, no offense to the Chris community. You know, we got three Chris's on this evening. Uh, as we were going to badmouth Eccleston, I'm going to kick you. Well, uh, as I mentioned, as we were talking about prior to the recording, you know, this, this podcast, we got three Chris's and a squirrel. Um, but anyway, no, not Chris Eccleston. I love Chris okay, Eccleston. Good. Uh, Chris Chibnall. Chris Chibnall. He's the, sh- uh, the showrunner that uh, Russell T. Davies is replacing. Uh, he's the guy that uh, has been running Doctor Who for the last three seasons. He he took over for Stephen Moffat, and he's the one that brought in uh, um, the female Doctor. Um, uh, Jody, isn't her name? J- Jody Whitaker. Jody yep. Whitaker. I never I never even saw the ones with the Scottish guy, much less the ones where it's a woman. Yeah, I well, I, I feel really, really like sexist because I haven't watched them, but I was just. Not after Matt left, I kind of was like, eh. Yeah, honestly, uh, even yeah, Peter Capaldi, I kind of I kind of dropped off the last season uh, with Peter Capaldi, but and I mean, I have no problem with the Doctor being a woman. Like I love, like I love Jodie Whittaker. Uh, she's a great actress. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first she, was, she her- was good in that Broadchurch show. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah, I loved her in Broadchurch. Um, and the first season of Doc, the, her as the Doctor, I think, had potential. Uh, it's just the writing was bad. And honestly, like, even, like, the show quality, like, you could tell there was a difference. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, if I had seen, I swear, if people had been posting crazy things and just, oh my goodness, I'm dying, because if people had been hyping it up, I probably would have jumped in and been like, okay, I can't miss this. But it, everything seemed to quiet down so much that I just kind of forgot about it. Yeah, I think with if yeah yeah, I, like I, I quote Tennant and Smith on a day like on a regular basis, and and, and I loved Peter Capaldi too. Like I, I mean I've like I've liked all the all the doctors since you know Chris Eccleston. Like well I actually I, I liked all I've liked all the doctors, uh, you know going back to the you know eighties seventies sixties. Baker's and, the best. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, um, but anyway. Um, I just, I think with, uh, you know, Jodie Whittaker and, and if they, if, you know, Stephen Moffat or Russell T Davies had been show running or someone better, uh, cause that Chibnall, I just don't think he had the chops, like honestly. You don't got it. And, and, uh, not to, and I guess, you know, it's kind of a black stain on the Chris community, um, when one of us fails, right? Um, <clears throat> So, and I would say his run as as showrunner was a failure. Um, but I would love to see her come back, like you know, in a in a future installment. Because I mean, it's it's the Doctor. You can do that, right? You can have you know, like that's one of the cool things about watching Doctor Who is seeing the different Doctors interacting. Like it, it's funny, like like uh, Spider Man uh, No Way Home. Like it was like cool seeing all these different actors as Peter Parker coming together. And yet they're the same person, but and you're just accepting it. And it's like we we've been doing that for years as Doctor Who fans. When 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 you would get them to come together, we're good with it. There's time travel. They're like you're me. I know it. There you go. Yeah. I'm a woman. What? Like, yeah. 
yeah, it's fantastic. So I, I, I would love to see her come back, um, for sure. Um, same with Peter Capaldi. Like I, I like, you know, I, I think it's just, I think that last few years, Stephen Moffat was running out of steam, I think, yeah. uh, which happens. I mean, he'd been at that. I mean, he did six years as showrunner. Plus he was, mm-hmm. he was doing Sherlock as well. And, um, Moffat's an institution, like just, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it happens, right? Um, so I, I'm 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 really looking forward to this and this new actor that you know that they're having and he's a, an actor of color um, and he's hilarious. He's I've seen him in other shows and he's just so you can't not watch him when he's on screen. Cool. Yep. So so I mean I'm 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 for it. Like the, you know like that's the beauty of the doctors. I, I mean he can't like typically he regenerates into a white guy, but you know I I, I I'm I'm gonna be watching this one. Just I have to watch it. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm all for for change. You know, like like I said, Jodie Whittaker, I had no issue with a female doctor. No, um, I'm cool. I with that. feel like a douche because I stopped watching. <laughs> yeah. Although I I am so sad that my my choice was Idris Elba. I love Idris Elba. I, I um, love he's too I'm famous to be the doctor. Richard Richard Iowande. I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly. The guy from the IT crowd. Oh, he would have. He already plays an alien, though. I know, but he would have nailed it. He would have. He would. He would have been like the socially awkward. I don't know. I'm cute, but I'm damn adorable type kind of fun. Oh yeah. He he plays an alien on the Doctor, or no, 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 no. It. um, He is an alien, isn't he? I don't know. Well, the the thing is, you like I know Idris Elba is a famous face now. Um, But, uh, like, in the Peter Capaldi... Because Peter Capaldi actually played a character during the David Tennant run in an episode. And then they actually... Like, when they had him transform into Peter Capaldi... Like, they actually did that where he was looking in a mirror and he's like, I know this face, I've seen this before. And then he remembered seeing that character back in the in the Tennant days and that's actually what he based his regeneration on so you could do that you know like he could you know maybe sees idris alba in a movie and then look you know transforms into him so anything's possible it's it's doctor who but anyway i'm looking forward to it um all right that's all i have for geek news does anyone else have any news they want to throw out there No? All right. Oh, um, the boys trailer. Yes. Uh, the boys trailer dropped, which I was like, you had mentioned it previously, and I was yep. like, I'm stupidly excited for this. I've been waiting. Me too. Um, and I've yep. also been waiting because the Orville's dropped a trailer oh, as well. Oh, yes. I just... of, all, of all the things coming out in the rest of the year on television, like, quote-unquote, television, the Orville is the one I'm the most excited for. Yep. Just because, honestly, when it first came out, I was like... What is this? And then it was this is better than Star Trek. Um, it's, it's 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 they have toilets. <laughs> hands down, it is better than anything Star Trek since Enterprise. It's yep. so good, um, and I'm super excited that it's coming back because when it was going to be a two year wait, I was like, what? What? No. Well, now it's been a three year wait because the last yeah. season was 2019. Yeah. Right. Yep. Is it three years? Yeah. Shit. I know it, it. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it's like, yeah, Endgame was like three years ago. 
Yeah, wow. man. Um. Oh yeah, I'm super the excited. Before, that um, was it. Okay, no, uh, he, uh, the guy you're talking about, Richard, he plays an alien in a Ben Stiller movie called The Watch. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, yeah. and that's where I first saw him, and I'm like, oh, this guy's amazing. And he has he had a little bit part in Mandalorian, yeah. voicing a droid. Oh, and he and he was in um, uh, I can't think of the name of it right now. The the cartoon Disenchantment. He was in Disenchantment. Which they're now filming. I saw a photo with Amy Adams and another person who I can't remember for life of me, but they're filming that right now, the live action of Disenchantment, which looks so much fun. They're doing a live action? They are doing a live action of Disenchantment. Oh, I didn't realize it was popular enough to do Yeah, it's funny. I should actually start writing these things down when they scroll across my newsfeed. I make notes for the Pentagon, and I'm like, I should make notes for my podcast. (laughs) Live action disenchantment. Interesting. Okay, now now I'm um, you're talking about yeah the IT crowd. That's the British series. Yeah, yeah he was the not the main character. The next the net, you know the supporting guy. Yeah. Yep. Took a black dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, he would have been a great doctor. Yeah. Absolutely. That was no, my we're pick. backwards. They're doing um, disenchanted. That's why I was so confused because there was a TV show, wasn't it? Or cartoon. Oh, that's a completely different thing. Yeah, this was this is Disenchanted. It's the second, the sequel to the Enchanted movie with Amy Adams. Yeah, I don't give a crap about that. No, and I'm like, I thought it was the cartoon they were doing. I was like, really? That that little Netflix cartoon is so I popular. I love that Netflix cartoon. Why would they name it? I, I get that she's probably Disenchanted with New York, but I'm like, no, no. Yeah, I, I never watched it. So oh, I, they I, moved I, to the suburbs. No wonder. Okay. <clears throat> um. Well, as long as it still has James Marsden. It does. That, that's fine. There you go. <laughs> oh, Cyclops it. is in it. Oh, okay. Well, and he can sing, so, like, I spent... It's just, he's beautiful, so... He's great. Like, he's great in Westworld. Like, um... The first... Oh, there was also season four. Was it a trailer or there an announcement for season four of yeah, Westworld? Yeah, there, there's an announcement. Ugh. Oh, yeah, there was a trailer. Yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah! Because yeah. I, I went through a list of nerd things that had popped up that I missed, and I saw the trailer for that, but I've never watched it. So, Honestly, after first se- season... season is awesome. Don't waste your time after that. Yeah, the first okay. first season is awesome. Second season wasn't terrible, but it definitely wasn't as good. And then season three, I'm like, eh. I don't know. I just watched season one and be like, wow, this was really cool. And, leave and then we're done. done. Well, yep. see, season two hooked me because they did get Anthony Hopkins to come back for a bit. So yeah. I, I was pretty happy about that. But anyway. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to our brain candy segment. Now, for this segment, this is a segment where we discuss things that we're reading, watching, listening to, whatever that we are feeding our brain and then, uh, if we want, we can make it a pick or a pan. Um, so first up, uh, we'll go with our guest this evening, Chris Guida. W- what do you got this week for brain candy, Chris? An instant pan. All right. All right. Mike Myers has a new show on that. Oh, 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 fuck me. That was terrible. <laughs> now, Mike Myers, I don't think he... He's a decent enough actor, but he's not a good writer or comedian. Which, and from what I could tell, they amazing book about Canada that is freaking hilarious in some parts. 
I, I can understand it, but it's, I don't know. Something about these aging comedians, and he's got sort of Eddie Murphy syndrome now, where yeah. he feels like mm. he has to play 15 roles. Yeah. All himself. <laughs> and it's like, no, you don't need to play every character. You could be one good character and then surround yourself by talented actors. Yeah. You don't need to play every character in the show. Uh, it's uh, we've tried watching it and there are legitimately some interesting, funny parts, <clears throat> but it's surrounded by so much. Uh, just awkward, not funny. Just uh, like, I'm trying to, th- I'm no. trying to think who their audience is. It's like when you're at a party and somebody makes a joke and then the room goes quiet because the joke wasn't funny. Pretty much. I, mean, I know it well because that's what I do all the time. Oh. <laughs> so I recognize it, and it it feels like watching a show I would make, and I would never presume to make a show because I know how bad it would be. It would end up being like this. Yeah, <sighs> yeah I just stay away, cool stay far idea. away. It sure did not work. Canadian conspiracy theories, no. Yeah. I don't know. Like, um, when when I saw, you know, I think Entertainment Tonight did some interviews on it, and I'm like, nah, I don't think I want to watch that. Um, and like, I know everyone was talking about like his scenes in Bohemian Rhapsody, and it's like, I really think they should have got a different actor. Like, I know they were going for the Wayne's World joke, but it's like, it's not worth it. You know, it really isn't. Um, and, you know, and no hate on Mike Myers. Like, I think when people, other people write him, he can be f- really funny. Um, like, one of my favorite movies of his is uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer. Love I, that movie. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I think it's hilarious. And, yeah, he plays a straight guy, like, straight arrow guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Unless he who, plays the crazy grandfather or something, right? His dad. He plays his own dad. Yeah. The, you know, the, the, the old Scottish guy. And that is hilarious. Like, he is really good um, playing that uh, character. But, yeah, like, I mean, you what, once you start overdo Like, um, Austin Powers' uh, gold member, that, it got a little too much. Like, when he... I went, hate that movie, on a level I can't even discuss just because I love the first one so much. I love the first one and I and I like the second one. The, the thing, the second one, it was like cringy. There were some parts that were funny, a little bit more cliche. You're like, okay, we get the jokes. The third one, it was just like, why are you beating a dead horse? Yeah, and this is just the only the only funny thing about Goldmember that I I remember th- finding hilarious was when it was Tom Cruise like in that f- opening scene. Mm-hmm. playing Austin Powers. Like, I thought that was funny. And Gwyneth Paltrow playing his, uh, you know, love interest or whatever. And, and Spielberg directed it, right? Yes. Yep. Um, but other than that, yeah, like, when, like, I didn't find him funny as Goldmember. Fat Bastard was funny in the second movie, but and I think it should have ended. we still quote him constantly, like, come on, who doesn't say get in my belly? Like, come on. Yeah, and it's one of those you don't want to think about it too much because it's like, did he really eat a baby? Like, really? Like, like I just didn't uh, think about it. Yeah, it's not that funny. 
Like, I don't know. But Just anyway. Tasty. Yeah, like the whole baby back rib. Like, I mean, that's the whole setup, right? Like, he just so he could, say, you know, do the baby back ribs commercial jingle. Um, but it's like, eh, it could have been a, you know, maybe a baby dog. I don't know. Like, not a baby baby. Anyway, that's when Mike Myers' humor goes a little too far. And that's when, that's what this series looks like to me. Yep. So, thank you, Chris, for taking the bullet for us. Well, I, I didn't take the full bullet. I only made it through an episode and a half. Well, that's further than I went. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they want to improve the series and add Jim Carrey, because I'm pretty sure he'd be the same level now, uh, yeah, go ahead. But uh, Stereotypes of Canadians from the 1970s don't necessarily work now. Yeah. Yeah. It needed it needed better writing and to not have Mike Myers play every single part except for the women. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if he had if he played two or three of those characters and he brought in other good actors to play the other ones and he had a better writer, that thing could have been a hit. Yes. But it the jokes weren't very funny. All the characters looked too much alike and sound too much alike. And it was just like, oh, this is just getting stupid. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah, it, that's what I felt been... with uh, Goldmember is, like, Goldmember, like, should have got Dana Carvey to play Goldmember. Like, it would have been hilarious. That would have been way funnier. But anyway, sorry, Chris, I interrupted. Oh, no problem. No, it was more, yeah. The problem is it had a budget. It had, you know, writers and everything like that. But it came off as, like, a bad Saturday Night Live sketch. Mm. It's like, eh, you can do so much more with this material. Yep. Well, that's yeah. That's kind of what I expected. To be honest with you, when I when I was watching the Entertainment Tonight things, I'm like, eh, I don't think I'm gonna even like try and watch this show. But anyway, did you have anything else for Brain Candy there, Chris? Unfortunately, no. I mean, for the most part. I mean, I've been watching so much stuff. I've been... I can't even remember most of it. It's just a big thing of mush. So what I have been doing recently is I've actually been going back to shows I have enjoyed or I haven't seen in so long Mm -hmm. that I'm missing parts. Like, I'm into season three of my rewatch of Enterprise because I really hadn't seen any of it since it was new. Um... I'm rewatching Game of Thrones with my wife for like the fourth time. Nice. You know, things like that. Um, even books. It's been the same sort of thing. I'm reading uh, fantasy books from 20 years ago. But So, hey, so, so you're reading the latest Game of Thrones book is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, yeah. No, it's been Robin Hobb and Stephen Erickson. Ah, yeah. I see. I will yeah. get back to those Game of Thrones books. They were my favorites. Yeah, that's crazy that it's been like ten years, and yeah. Hey, in ten more, we'll get the next one. Uh, I don't think so. Not. I, I and by just, that time, it will have spread out to be nine books instead of a trilogy, or like it originally was. Yeah, yeah. It, Here's the new book. Oh, but there's going to be four more. Oh, but I'm going to die long before then. And I, I just wish you would just admit defeat and just like, you know, bring in your choose your own successor. Give them your notes, or her, you know, the notes that you have, 
and let them finish it with your blessing. They already did. It was on TV. Yeah, but so, but someone good, <laughs> someone good, someone good though. Like, like, eh, I mean, not to knock D and D. I mean, the first oh, fourth. No, they they do deserve knocking, but I'm but I was gonna say the first four seasons of Game of Thrones is amazing. Oh, it's six. done. It's done. It's too late. Move along. It's, it's next project. Yeah, they already made a mess of this one. So just... Yeah, it's I am looking. I am looking forward to House of the Dragon. I am. I'm still. Fingers crossed. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, but I would love that Winds of Winter book to finally come out. Because there's, yeah, Winds of Winter and A Dream for Spring. And, yeah. Well, who knows? He might add another one. Yeah. Oh, I got He might it. have to. I mean, he was adding new characters in the last book he wrote. But we've got entire royal families that we haven't dealt with in the show, so. And he wrote uh, Fire and Blood, like, since the last book. And he needs to finish, because that's a two-parter. Uh, so he needs to finish that one for this new show. So, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'm not holding my breath for for the show. Are are the book series? Yeah, no, and yeah. I just wish he would just hand it off to somebody at this point. But anyway, um, uh, did did you have anything else, Chris? Or not in particular? No. All right. Uh, Ragnar, what, what do you have this week for Brain Candy? Well, I, I've been so busy with shows, I really haven't watched much television. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I have is Doctor Strange, and I, I don't know if you want me to talk about that now or if you want to save that for we'll, the we'll, end. Save we'll, it for the end because he hasn't seen it. Yeah, we'll save it for the end because uh, Chris, have... Chris is going to bow out. Oh, um, oh, I see. Okay. Uh, well, Chris, it's not that great. Uh, you, you should probably <laughs> Don't listen go, to but... him. Don't listen to him. Um, sorry, I'm old and crusty. I haven't enjoyed anything in like 15 years, so it's fine. Well, the last Spider-Man anything. was pretty great. Um, all right, uh, Lillian, what do you have this week for Brain Candy? Well, um, we've had a, like, it's funny, actually, I just want to squirrel on one thing, because he had mentioned how the Mike Myers comedy short was like, kind of special, just, it was not good, and I was so upset, because I was, the last time we tried to watch a comedy show, Netflix had done a Ronnie Chang one, it was called Speakeasy, and we got through, I think, the first 15 minutes, and we were just cringing the entire time, because he started off making fun of anti-vaxxers, and just talking about something, I don't remember political, it was just really dumb. And I'm so I think my brain's so exhausted from everything that I was like, no, this isn't funny. Yeah. Click. And so, no. Um, Netflix. Uh, you know, I, I love uh, Rebel. Um, I just lost her name. I was just looking at Re- Rebel Wilson. Yeah. And so she had a new show that just came out on Netflix called Senior Year. And unfortunately, I have to pan it. It's just not funny. Like it's over. It, it, they try too hard. And maybe I'll give it a shot if I I don't know if it ever turned into something more but i was like this is just not funny to me mm-hmm. maybe I, maybe my sense of humor is changing but and at the same time because she's lost so much weight and she looks so good um it just whatever they did to her makeup it just did not look flattering i just i just couldn't watch it without thinking are they trying to make her look stupid mm-hmm. Ugh. It was just no, no, that was a no. Um, but then at the same time, because like, like it's been a week of Netflix. It's been, I haven't had any time. Um, and they dropped, I love the show, The Circle. I know it's three quarters 
fake and everything, but it was so much fun, especially since they had two of the Spice Girls come on it. And if you don't know what the circle is, it's basically a bunch of people get locked in apartments and they have no contact with the outside worlds. And I've read on Reddit, people have come on and talked about how bored they get during the day when nothing's happening. Um, and then they can only communicate through instant messenger DMs and a profile. And so there's catfishes and there's different things and there's fun games they play. And it's horribly... I just love it for some reason. That sounds... That sounds like punishment to me. It's I love watching it just because uh, some of the characters are so much fun. And I'd be like, what would I do if I had to be a social media profile? And I'm like, you're a cat. Why would you write that? You're so stupid. And it's just so much fun. And so two of the Spice Girls came on and they if they stayed undetected as catfishes, then they got to increase the pot for everybody. And so they ended up doing that. But it was so much fun just staring at them going, these women do not age. Which which ones? There was Sporty Spice and no, no Scary Spice and Baby oh. Spice. So Mel B and um, Mel Emma C. were on there. Mel C, yeah, Mel C and Emma were on there, and they were just so gorgeous, and oh. it was so much fun. <laughs> and the kids, when I watch this, they just wander around being like, "Bye." Yes, but it's a sinful pleasure. Scary Scary Spice was always my favorite. I thought she was she's the prettiest, gorgeous. and oh, she's and and, yeah, and she's still beautiful. Like still amazingly beautiful. Oh, it's just watching. I hope that like if you ever if you ever get if you ever see the clips wandering around on the internet from when they're on there, she's just so funny, and they have so much fun. And it was just it was fun. It was neat to watch. It was a neat spin, just because this show they've done the circle. There's the Amer- like the English version, mm-hmm. and then there was French, and then there was Spanish, I think, or or some other European country, and it's just. I think it's neat watching people when they can't physically see what they think, how they read things. I just find Mm -hmm. find people fascinating. Maybe that's just it. I love people watching. Excellent. um, And then my son handed me, thanks to Moon Knight, Michael gave me the first book in Rick Riordan's Egyptian God series. Um, And I'm looking forward to actually opening it one of these days and reading it. Um, especially since Michael pointed out that in the book, whenever they talk about an Egyptian symbol, it's actually on the page. So you get an idea of what it is. And at the back of the book, it actually has a list of different words. It's got like a a directory kind of thing. So you could work your way through the book. So I'm pretty excited about reading that too. Hmm. Uh, Speaking of Rick Riordan though, uh, they did cast uh, the main three for his, um, uh, Percy Jackson series. And people were super angry that he cast a black Annabeth. Annabeth or Annabelle, Michael? Annabeth, I got it right. Okay. So uh, to anyone out there, if you ever get upset, it's, apparently he, he ended up commenting saying Disney has an inclusivity policy, so not casting all white people. He was trying to – he's like, she is an amazing little actress. Please don't go attacking a child. Yeah. Please, nice on social media. She's she's fantastic. And let uh, let me let us do this because he's heavily working with them because the movies were such trash. Mm-hmm. So my made this snarling sound. <laughs> Can you can you imagine leading a life that was so shallow that you would go on social media and openly attack a child because of their skin color? And I wonder, part of me at the same time, is because oh. people get very black and white. So in the book, Annabeth is, is described as like a Californian type. She's blonde. She's a surfer girl, kind of. She's white. And so, yes, but as he said, oh, okay. like... So that's where people are like specifically screenshotting paragraphs being like, she's supposed to be white though. And we're like, yes. And Hermione in the, in the, in the, you know, cursed child, they got to play a black girl and everyone was like, look at this. This is fantastic. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so in this moment, I'm like, leave, leave her alone. Like, who knows? It could be fantastic. This is mm-hmm. required. Yeah. It's not upset. It's his book. He was more upset that the movies completely broke everything and didn't even nobody read them. So um, it's just it was dumb. So that was my thing. So Michael handed me this one. I'm excited to read it. But I'm also really excited for the work they're doing. A friend of mine actually on the coast is around where they're going to be filming that. Um, so I'm hoping he can sneak some some pictures for me. Um, but that's me. I haven't, other than that, it's been, I've been listening to an audio book and it's throwing me for a loop because it's, it's during the war times. There's a young, um, they keep calling her, a, um, a land. I can't remember what they call it. She, she works back in the, when women during the war, um, I think this first world war, uh, women used to, um, be volunteer to do things and she, they call her, I think it's like the land girls or something. Um, and she gets shot with a German Ruger. And so they have to go to the internment camp and help, you know, there's just, it's interesting with the dynamic that, but the person reading it does very good British accents, but I keep forgetting what, what, what's going on sometimes. Cause I'm so lost listening to him. Mm. But, uh, <clears throat> and it was, it was, it was audible's recommended book that they had. And it's called, um, season of darkness. And I'm actually really enjoying it. Excellent. It's by the author of the Detective Murdoch Mysteries. So obviously oh. it is very well written um, and, and done beautifully. And, and I'm just enjoying that. So that's a nice, that's been a nice voice in my ear. And that's made me happy because I haven't had much time to do anything else. But yeah. so no comics for me, sadly, um, except for just. With everyone, you know, with the the comic uh, artist passing away, I did spend quite a bit of time looking at comic art. Yep, it, definitely some amazing art, that's for sure. And a friend of mine, uh, is, uh, I just I ended up backing one comic on Kickstarter, so he just came out with another. So I'm backing his other comic. This other ones, I'm like, I'm just spending money on comics that, you know, in my own way. Yep. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's me. Um, all right. Well, for, for me this week, uh, yeah, there's so many shows I got, like there's a new season of Bosch, um, yeah, yeah. that just dropped. So I got to watch that. Um, and the, yeah, they're like just coming up, like it's kind of, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff coming up. Like Orville's coming out June 2nd, the boys June 3rd yeah. Yeah. for all mankind, which I love that show. Season three is coming out June 10th. Only Murders in the Building, that is June 28th. That's the Selena Gomez, uh, Steve it's Martin. Oh, so good. Martin Short. Martin Short, yeah. I, I, lo- I really like that first season. Uh, and props to Selena Gomez. Like, I didn't realize how good of an actress she was until I seen She's that show. She's fantastic. Yeah. She, yeah, very good. Very and good. And she can sing so good. Oh, yeah. Um, she can sing so well. Thank you. <laughs> she can sing gooder. Um, and then of course, House of the Dragon, August 21st. And then even though there's a lot of backlash for this, I'm still going to check it out. Rings of Power, September 2nd. I think... Oh, I can't fucking wait to watch that just because it's going to be so ridiculously terrible. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. It's going to make the Pentaveret look like brilliant cinematography. Yep. Like, oh. 
So yeah, we'll see. Well, yeah, I'm I'm not holding my breath for that one for sure. Oh, it's gonna be bad, man. But it's <laughs> it's got to be better than Wheel of Time. Like I no, it's not. gonna it's gonna be way worse. Yeah, uh, I, I I Wheel I, of Time was okay. This one is not gonna be okay. It's gonna be an embarrassment that Amazon tries to bury. Yeah, and they spent a lot of money on that. A lot of money. Um. But anyway, um, for this one, uh, I did finish Star Trek Picard. I did watch the last episode, and it ended just as terribly as as the whole season went. Um, the the board. I heard the Borg are the good guys now. Yeah, apparently, Gerardi was is the Borg queen all along, or or something. But it doesn't. Um. God. doesn't make sense because in the first episode she kills a bunch of people, but I guess that's okay because it's Star Trek Picard and people get killed all the time. It's just acceptable, yeah. I guess. Um, but, you know, like I said, uh, you know, like this season they had John Delancey on and, you know, they, they heavily in the trailers pushed that John Delancey was going to be, you know, Q was in the season. And he's in, like, maybe 15 minutes of the whole season. Maybe. And it, it was such a waste. Like, he like he actually was good uh, with the bad material he was given. But you could really you could really tell, like, he's got really great acting chops. Uh, even more so than Patrick Stewart. Like, Patrick Stewart really phoned it in for this. And, I, and I've seen interviews where he says... He's been saying lately, like, he is Captain Picard. Um, and it's like, no, you're not. You are an actor named Patrick Stewart, and Captain Picard is a way different character. Like, you have some similarities. You do look like Captain Picard. Um, <laughs> but you have the same voice. Uh, but other than that, you guys are different, you know? And, and I think that was part of the problem, is he he just played himself this season and not Captain Picard. Um, because there's a lot of YouTubers out there that are playing like scenes from TNG and then scenes from Picard, like doing a comparison. And it's like, yeah, you are really watching two different characters. Like they're oh. not, they're not the same. Uh, but John Delancey was amazing as Q, uh, but they didn't use him. Like he, he barely showed up and you, have a guy who could literally snap his finger and create any scenario, any, you know, you can go anytime, anywhere in the universe, and they go to 2024 LA just so they and, could. And recreate Star Trek 4, the one with the whales. Yeah, and try to very badly. And, and you know, they go to 2024 so they could just film, you know, on locations everywhere. Like, it, it, like, this doesn't even feel like Star Trek like it really feels like they went super cheap like like uh, like their budget must have went into Patrick Stewart's wallet like that's the only explanation like it it, it does not feel like Star Trek this honestly see like I season 1 was bad but at least the first couple episodes was like hmm this might be going somewhere you know um <laughs> it was <laughs> and then it didn't. But this season, right from episode one, you knew it was a dumpster fire. Like, it, it just was not going anywhere f very quickly. And 
this, I really think this is the worst season of Star Trek ever made. Honestly, like it, it, it's worse than season one in that, like I said, season one, you felt like it had potential, but then it died off like in episode three or four. Uh, this one, like as soon as the board showed up and Picard self-destruct, you know, apparently like an admiral can just walk onto any ship and order it to self-destruct. Um, which I find really weird that, you know, people get out. Like a bad idea. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've seen how bad admirals are, can be on Star Trek. You really want to give them that power to just be able to willy nilly blow up ships. Um, so yeah. And, and Will Wheaton showed up again, not playing Wesley Crusher. Play, he was Will Wheaton. He was a traveler, wasn't he? A traveler, because apparently the travelers are an organization. Like, yep, and that's canon. Is it? Like, yep. I, like I know the traveler. I don't remember the traveler talking about like being part of a group. Well, he talked about being a traveler, but he never said he was the only one. That's true. That's why he wanted Wesley. He wanted Wesley to come and become one of them. That's true, but I never like to the way they kind of played it. And Picard was like, "Yeah, this is like." Like a Section 31 type of group. No, and, that I never got. I thought it was like an alien, higher elevated being kind of thing. I always thought Yeah, like, I, like yeah. But I kind of felt like, you know, because he, he, he says, I'm a traveler, you know, we've been watching you for a while. You know, Data's, or no, Soon's daughter in 2024, who is a different character than the androids she played in Season 1. Yeah, it's, like I said, it's very confusing because... They have the same actors playing literally different characters Oof. that look exactly like them, and there's no explanation. Oh. Like it, it just it doesn't. It, it, anyway. I'm so anyway, glad I try. Yeah. So uh, Will Wheaton, like honestly, Will Wheaton, I think was playing Will Wheaton from The Big Bang Theory in this episode. Like he was, like he wasn't even trying to be Wesley Crusher. He was just himself. And I guess Gary Seven from the original series, apparently he was a traveler. And that, that kind of was like, really? I don't know, I guess. But yeah, like, it, Dumpster Fire, waste of time, don't see it, unfortunately. Like, hopefully someone will bring all the John Delancey scenes together in a YouTube video, and you can just watch that, because that's the only good <laughs> thing from it. But yeah, like I said, waste of potential. I mean, you could have had Picard go back to ancient Rome, like, and have Q be the emperor or something. Like, like there's so, you could have literally done anything. Uh, but no, let's go to L.A. in 2024. Like, ugh, just terrible. But on the bright side, well, it's brighter. Um, I watched episode one of Star Trek: Strange New World, and I got to say, it wasn't bad. Um, it seems like they're 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 trying a, more so with the show. Um, it looks like the episodes are going to be singular. You know, like you know, they go someplace and something happens within that hour, and then you know they leave, just like Star Trek. Um, I think the the Enterprise looks pretty good. Um, less lens flares, which was nice. Uniforms look pretty good. Anson Mount's amazing. I love Anson Mount. He's the, he's, he's the only reason I stuck with Discovery as long as I did. Uh, because he showed up as Captain Pike. Amazing Captain Pike. 
great actor. Um, but yeah, once he was gone from Discovery, actually, I kind of quit before the end of season two. Um, but yeah, he's the reason why I stuck around as long as I did. He is a good Captain Pike. Um, Ethan Peck's pretty good as Spock. I, I don't mind him. Like, I know a lot of people don't like him. Well, he, he, did, he just didn't look anything like Spock to me. Yeah, he does. Yeah, like, I, uh, I just wish new Star Trek, you know... I guess they kind of did it with Discovery, like, making a new crew. Um, I just wish they would have done that for this show. Like, we don't need to see the Enterprise. We could see, like, maybe the USS Hood, you know, with a different... You know, Anson Mount playing a different character, and Ethan Peck, you know, he can play a Vulcan, but maybe a different, you know, someone who's not related to Spock. Or Spock. Zachary Quinto's got... What about, what about Uhura? I heard they, re, they cast somebody as her. Was she good? Uh... Yeah, she was okay. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like cause Zoe Zelda, Zoe Saldana played a more sexier Uhura in the J.J. Abrams films. Yeah, uh, this I I thought the casting in the J.J.'s was pretty good. Yeah, even if they did, the characters weren't necessarily the same, I thought overall they were good, with the exception of Scotty. I thought Scotty went all wrong in those. Yeah, like I mean, I love. And, and I don't get me wrong, like I love that actor. Yeah, Simon Pegg, he's amazing. Simon Pegg is awesome, but I just didn't like his Scotty. His take no. on the character was all wrong for me. No, he. I loved him so much. He he was ba- basically playing himself in that movie. I kind of thought. yeah. Um, a good Scotty is actually Chris Dewan, uh, James Dewan's son in Star Trek. Yes, he, he he actually did a good job playing his dad. I mean, he is a Chris. Um, he is a Chris. He, he, is, he is part of the part of our group, our secret organization, kind of like the Travelers. The Chris's stick together, uh, except for Chibnall. He's not. He's not one of us anymore. We've kicked him out. Um, Probably spells it with a K. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, those Chris's. Yeah, um, the you know the fake Chris's, the the Chris Lights, if you will. The Christophersons of the world. Uh, great Christopher or uh, Chris Christopher. Yeah, I guess he was a K. I guess we can make an exception for that guy. Uh, but anyway, I'm getting off track here. Um, Uhura, uh, she was okay. I, I, I like I said, I've only seen the first episode. She's only in a little bit of it. Um, yeah, for some reason, like Khan's granddaughter is like the chief of security. I don't really get why they did that. But anyway, I just I just got to remind myself this isn't Star Trek continuity, even though they say it is. I don't think it is. So I'm just keeping that in mind and enjoying it for what it is. And it, honestly, it is a it is a, a step in the right direction. It is an improvement. Well, I think I'm still gonna pass. But... Well, I'll, I'll keep you informed, Ragnar. If there's like yeah. oh, if there's like a oh my god, this is awesome episode, I'll definitely message you right away. Yeah, yeah. But, anywho, um, so we are going to move on to talking about Doctor Strange, but unfortunately Chris hasn't seen it yet, Chris uh, Gaida, and uh, he, he was he's going to bow out, because um, we don't want to spoil it for Chris. Um, mm. So, before you Not go... Not that much to spoil. <laughs> before you go, Chris, where can we find you on the internet? Um... I guess you can still find me at alias ego on Twitter or under, oh, sorry, 
or under my own name on Facebook. And that's about it. Um, I don't do a whole lot of posting anymore, but lots of lurking, and I will definitely respond if messaged. Excellent. Well, thank you for, again, thank you for coming on uh, tonight's episode, and uh, we really appreciate having you here. Oh, thanks for having me. Nice to chat with you, man. You take care. It was awesome. Now you're leaving me with these two Chris's. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good night. All right. Talk to you later. You can find me on Twitter. That's Talking Squirrel with no A, so it's Talking Squirrel. Uh, Come and say hello. Give me a follow. I randomly forget to post things because I have really bad ADHD. But when I do post things, it's a lot of fun. Excellent. Um, you can check me out. I have a blog, um, uh, randomnerdness.blogspot.com. I just, uh, revamped the website. I, uh, it's been a while since I've, I've done any like touch-ups to the website. So this weekend I worked on it quite a bit and, uh, yeah, I've, uh, I'm pretty happy with, with what I did. And I've been working on new logos for the podcast every once in a while I, I tweak, and then I can't help myself, and I keep tweaking the the logos. So I've been working on those. And, uh, yeah, like I said, in June, uh, Pop Culture Pub and Trek 1701 will be back. And Ragnar, where can we find you, sir? Well, uh, my main website is ragnarthetrader.com. I'm also active on Instagram and Facebook as Ragnar the Trader. And if you're in the Calgary area... This weekend coming up, I'll be at OdaFest. Excellent. All right, well, this was Geek Fallout Reloaded, the news and discussion podcast for geeks by geeks 